Hello, my name is Marcus Sandifer, and welcome to Let's Talk. It's a podcast where, well, I talk about things. Anything from video games, comics, space, conspiracy theories, or just how my day's going. This is the first episode, and as, I, as much as I would love to chat about things going on today, Cyberpunk 2077, or how amazing my dog is, I have to shelve those topics. Um, just so I have time to focus on something that I believe people should be more open and honest about. So how about we start? Now let's talk about mental health. Today's topic is mental health. And I specifically wanted to focus on mental health in young adults. See. I have certain feelings about this subject. Um, I am in my late 20s, and all throughout my early 20s, I've struggled um, with things like depression and anxiety. Um, and I've always wondered, is it just me? Um, and after, you know, growing up, I realized that that wasn't the case. There are a lot of others who do who struggle with this too, my age, and for some reason, like, people are scared to talk about it, personally. It's weird because I think my generation jokes about it a lot, you know. <laughs> um, so, it, so it's weird to kind of see that, you know, on social media, people joking about, oh, I hate my life and all of that stuff. And then secretly, you know, that person actually might be having a really difficult time. You see... I look around in society and it's filled with grim news. Going over things like global warming, COVID, wildfires, the protest, and that's just this year alone. And all that stuff really does affect one's mental health. But that can't be the only reason why so many young adults are plagued with things like depression, anxiety, or really bad suicidal tendencies. You see, this transition period serves a whole slew of issues a person can face. Financial issues, self-identity problems, and relationship maintenance are just a few things that come to mind. There's a book called Young Adult Mental Health by John E. Grant and Mark N. Potenza. In this book, they state how one in four young adults experience an episode of depression by the age of 24. 24. Being a a young adult means you have access to things you didn't when you were a kid. And that's probably the reason why Grant and Potenza state that the mortality rate of suicide attempts in young adults are three times higher than the, that of adolescents. A lot of young adults deal with all the same problems. And so I don't believe these new issues arising as you grow up, like college, living on your own, things like that. I don't think that's enough to warrant the statistics we went over. 
at least I don't believe that's those problems alone can do it. So what underlying thing, if any, could help push 25% of young adults into an episode of depression? That's why I want to talk today about poverty and abuse and how experience these two things especially during a person's adolescent years, has a long-lasting negative effect on their mental health and what society can do in order to help. Poverty affects about 11% of people, and that's in the United States alone. That's around 36 million people. That's an insane number. These are millions of families whose kids are growing up in sometimes unlivable conditions. It's easy to see why growing up in poverty can have such a long-lasting negative effect on someone's mental health. Right? I mean, this guy named Jake N. Najman and his colleagues they wrote a paper called family poverty over the early life course and recurrent adolescent and young adult anxiety and depression a longitudinal study they basically surveyed many different families over years to see if there was any correlation between poverty and the mental issues a young adult faces and of course they their study found that if someone grew up poor they had a much higher chance of having depression or anxiety while they were a young adult. Those two also, uh, uh, Grant and Pretenza, the guys we spoke of before, they also bring up uh, another great point in their book. And they state that 41% of uninsured young adults live under the poverty line. And being uninsured under the poverty line, being uninsured at all, is horrible especially when you're dealing with mental health a lot of people before i feel like you know it, it was almost taboo to go to go get that checked you know the older generations especially men you know were afraid like oh suck it up you, you know you're not depressed you're not you're not anxious suck it up but now that it's becoming more and more accepting we need to have you know the proper facilities to check check people out and and not being able to afford uh um uh medical when you know when you're still a hard-working american raising a family or or a student like that's that's insane you see the way i see it is poverty is a vicious cycle People that grow up poor often don't seek a higher education due to it being too expensive or, you know, they, um, you know, they didn't get a good education in the first place. Uh, so when they become young adults, they're still stuck under this poverty line, working multiple uh, part-time jobs or trying to raise a family. And then when they do start having kids, the cycle continues. Now it's so hard to break out of that cycle. All of this while they're being more and more susceptible to mental health issues and having no way to get the care that they need.
So poverty is one thing. The other thing I wanted to talk about is abuse. And abuse is a very sad, very real thing that happens all over the world. Of course, there are different kinds of abuse. Sexual, physical, emotional. And all of them can affect someone dramatically in their own way. A study done by Todd Herencole and his colleagues, they state that if someone experiences abuse before the age of 18, they become four to seven times more likely to suffer from depression or alcoholism later in life. Four to seven times more likely. Uh, and, and because they're, these are you know, completely different styles of abuse, of course, they lead to kind of different things that can happen later in life. Physical abuse uh, often leads to the victim being actually physically ab- abusive later. And uh, like when they grow up. And then sexual abuse usually leads to someone being more uh, uh, riskful uh, in their nature. More, taking more harmful risk. Like like using, you know, more willing to do um like injectable drugs more willing to sell their self for sex and and that's a scary scary thought uh another thing in their study it shows that no matter what kind of abuse someone went through there was always one thing that was affected on all different levels and that is the state of someone's mental health So those are some really bad things, but not everything takes toll on your mental health. In fact, uh, during my research for this, I came across two things that were previously thought to have an adverse effect on a young person's mental health or a young adult's mental health. Uh, And those two things are family burden and getting married at that young age. I see family burden refers to a situation in which a person's family deals with another member's illness. It could be cancer, addiction, depression, or like, you know, a suicide attempt or something along those lines. It was previously thought that if someone experienced a family burden while they were growing up, that that could cause some mental health issues down the line. And Edel Ennis and Brendan B. Punting Uh, they did a study to find out if what was previously thought held you know uh held true this is they and the results of their study they found that family burden while it can be a very trying time for all and it's possibly sad time for all members involved that it did not uh show signs of having a lasting negative effect on someone's mental health the next the next thing that you know, it's kind of looked down upon in these days. Um, it's getting married young. A lot of people think that's a bad idea, you know, for many different reasons. Uh, and one of them, including, you know, that's not a good, good, healthy choice mentally. Um, so this guy, Jeremy E. Euchre, he found that marriage uh, is usually good for someone's mental health, no matter the age. 
usually leads uh, uh, to things like curbing their drinking addiction or even making their life seem more fulfilling than it was previously. Those two things are are crazy, you know. <clears throat> are crazy. It's 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 crazy to see how to see how something before, you know, as a society we say, oh, like like that's gonna be rough. That's a rough decision to make. And then after studying shows, the more that we learn um, uh, through science and through studies, the more we find out that that wasn't the case. So the more we study, you know, mental illness in people, you know, um, I said th- I think we'll be able to get down to the real core of certain problems. Studies find, you know, poverty and abuse are problems. Um, of course, we know that, and, and now we know that they affect someone mentally much longer um, uh, than we could have ever imagined. You know, that those issues stay with people for a lot of their life. You know, bringing them down. So I wanted to take a look at some possible solutions. And, you know, when I think of solutions, there's one that just comes to mind, and that is, is healthcare. I mean, you, you want to you wanna help the state of, of people's mental health? Having universal healthcare cover, that covers mental health treatment would be, you know, a catch-all almost. Uh, by, by doing that, and also having the conversation to that... that <clears throat> society has been having for for the past you know couple years making it more acceptable i guess to to come out and say that that you're struggling um i'm having both of those combined that would be a big step in the right direction you know not only those suffering from depression and other ailments would get the care they deserve but more people will start to come forward in order to give us more data to study and truly understand, you know, health on a different level. And some smaller solutions to get to that uh, is tackling certain things. So people in poverty who are scared to, to get the care they need because they, they're afraid of building up more debt. I mean, the United States has such a bad rap with their healthcare system. People are scared to take ambulances, right, just to get caught with that bill. And that shouldn't be the case anywhere. We we should have the right for, you know, to be healthy or to be, you know, to be alive. And and like these people under the poverty line, a lot of times they're working multiple part-time jobs, part-time jobs. You know, sometimes a lot of other places, they don't offer health care. If you work under a certain amount of hours. So finding a way to offer these families the health care uh, that they deserve, even if they're part-timers, like, you know, like having affordable health care that'll cover your entire family. Like uh, imagine that. That would be awesome. Another one are our students, um, because I'm, I'm guilty of it. I 
I wasn't under any healthcare for since I was like 18 until I was like 25. Uh, just because I, w- I was young and figuring things out. I didn't have a great job. I didn't have a job that offered uh, healthcare. I was, you know, working my way through college. And imagine if we offered free healthcare just for students. You know, imagine how many people would be willing to, you know, kind of step up and, and pursue that education when, you know, they 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 didn't have, um, you know, the shadow cast on them saying you have to work a full-time job so you can be covered. You can work a part-time job and be covered if you're going to school. <laughs> Pack that up with some free tuition. That would be amazing. And, uh, uh, but overall, I think universal health care is what we should really, really work towards as a society. And those couple little steps, those will help us get us there one day. I mean, I'm hoping sooner than later. <laughs> so, what did we talk about today? We talked about mental health and how a young adult can have these lasting negative effects on them from their adolescent. Uh, if they live through poverty or abuse, and that could ha- uh, lead to uh, further mental health issues for them. Another thing we talked about is some solutions uh, to this problem, which would be, of course, universal health care that covers mental health issues, uh, but some smaller solutions, some some baby steps, if you will, uh, affordable health care for, you know, entire families under the poverty line or offering health care to students uh, in order in order to, for them to, you know, be willing to pursue it in education without having the need to have a full-time job and um, this topic as you know it means a lot to me as someone who struggled with this stuff especially in my early 20s and you know, I wish I got I, I wish back then I got the help I needed the reassurance I looked for <clears throat> because I didn't start thinking it was you know something to talk about until later in my 20s and that's when I started to you know kind of be more open and honest and and willing to heal myself through that poverty and abuse are just shitty things that happen in this world and we need to take care and look after those affected by it because once we learn how to look after each other then we'll be able to take bigger strides as a society i'm marcus standifer And I hope you enjoyed this week's Let's Talk.